Updog fella. Look good, feel good, play good. We got some new Adidas golf swag coming the fella's way. I don't know if any new golf swag would help your game, but, but I love it. Adidas is excited to introduce new offerings within the go-to apparel collection that allows you to bring your style to the golf course. Not the traditional golf uniform. Go-to brings a fresh attitude to the game wherever you play. You'll look good on and off the course while enjoying all the technical benefits that let you play your best. Featuring streetwear-inspired style, the go-to collection rewrites all the rules and encourages you to express your style through every swing. Explore the new go-to collection on adidas.com slash golf. Fella. Welcome back to a fresh episode of Missing Curfew. Our All-Star Weekend continues. Thanks to all the All-Stars. Uh, last week, Mike Richards. Uh, what an absolute beauty. Lots of comments coming back from the Philadelphia fans of, of, of how such a great captain he was, a warrior. Uh, it was great to see Richie doing well um, with life after hockey. So Kelly Chase next here. Uh, Chaser's an absolute beauty. Um his stories, you're going to love his stories coming coming at you here. He's got some good ones near the end. So Kelly Chase coming at you from the Rock Bar in Fort Lauderdale, fella. Up dog, All-Star Weekends oh, continues voice. here. The legend. Kelly Look Chase. The handsome, Look at the Where did they get all the good looks from? Fuck right here, oh, boys. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Come Come on, on, eh? yeah. Looking yeah. good, buddy. I grew the hair back, boys. I like it. Yeah. It was, you can uh, still go no bucket out there. Oh, he'd be flowing right now. <laughs> yeah. Warm what, up for sure. Have you always been a goatee guy? Mm, Were yeah, you a beard guy when you played your No, fun? no, I wasn't a beard guy. Uh, one of the lockouts, I was a beard guy. And then uh, I went back and did all the things I wanted to do when I was playing, you know, like hunting season. So yeah, elk yeah. hunting and, you know, ice fishing, snowmobiling, downhill skiing. Had the beard for all of it. And then. Your Sasuke like, right, came yeah, out. This is the Saskatoon, the Sasuke yeah. guy, but guy in you. Enough of this shit. Let's go back and get paid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> many, just, not, I never met too many bad guys from Saskatchewan, Chase. So I got to tell you, every guy we, I played with played the right way. I like to have fun, and we're good team guys. Yeah, you know what? I grew up in an environment of of really, really good guys and actually really hard workers that played. I guess what you would say the right way, the way that you played it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so you know, we Melrose Barry Melrose was kind of our leader. To be honest with you, he was like he was older than us, and there was you know guy Lloyd Grunsdall, guys before him, and you know Glenn Hall married a girl from there, and so you had all these older guys. But then Barry Mellors was the first guy from an era where I could start playing youth hockey and look up to somebody, and then he comes home with a new half ton truck from Cincinnati. And one of the Cincinnati Stinger cheerleaders. <laughs> You're like, holy what fuck. What a name, the Cincinnati if, if this guy can have, If this guy can have that, I got to play yeah, in the yeah. NHL. So he, he was like, he was unreal. The work ethic Barry had was unbelievable. Like before guys were lifting weights and running, because Barry was a bigger, slower defenseman. And he just worked his ass off. He, You know, they lived out of town, so you'd see all of this. And then you worked at his hockey school. And you had Joey Kosher from there. And Wendell was from our, you know, and Wendell was first pick overall. So, And we all played on a ball team together, which TSN did a nice little feature. I think it's called the toughest team there ever was. And it was, uh, it was all hockey players on the team, two farmers. And uh, so we played 
fast pitch softball like we played hockey. So if we were around in a base path and you happen to be in a lane, you're, yeah, it's over. you're brushing it, a guy off it, the plate. It was fucking, so man. good. And, uh, and the feature that they did on TSN, uh, I think Mike Blosky, the goalie that was from there, was Philadelphia product and was my cousin. He was on the team. And he said, yeah, he said, that wasn't a ball team. That was a fucking work release program. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking of the teams when the schedule came out. Killer Kaminsky. Professional drinkers. Killer Kaminsky, Wendell Clark. Jeez. Couple of koshers. Four, oh. Clark, four of the Clark boys. Two Melroses. Trent Yanni. Kev, Killer Kaminsky. Yeah, we didn't miss much, man. It was fun. Yeah. Who was... Who was this? Is probably a tough question, but who was the toughest guy? And you like when you look back yeah. and you're like, who was the guy that you're like, was it Proby or who was it? Like, you're like, oh, everyone Twister. says that. Yeah, Twister is tough, oh, man. Twister, Twister and I fought uh, a few times. Yeah. Well, we fought at practice a couple times, but we fought in a game when he came back. And I just it was more of uh, Keenan sent him out to do it. You know, all the sh- chicken shit sh- stuff that Keenan would never do. <laughs> you know, so he he sent Twister out, and Twister uh, was living in my house with his family, his wife and kids. And he asked me about, he goes, hey, he sent me out here. You got to settle down. And he had already kind of got Mark Jansen with a good one and broke his orbital in the game. And I said, Twister, don't, I'm not in the mood for this right now. I don't, and I was running at Murray Barron and I go, you don't think the big guy can take care of himself? And he goes, he kind of came to me, he goes, I'm being serious. I said, I just cross-checked Twister in the shoulder or in the arm. And I said, do you want to just get this over with? He goes, are you serious? Because we grew up together. You know, we played in Saskatoon together. Yeah. He's, he's from, he was born in Saskatoon. Um, his dad was the RCMP in Kelvington, where we're from, and then got transferred. So Twister and I have had a long history. And of course, we played in Peoria together. We played in St. Louis together. Played in Saskatoon with the Blades together. And he goes, you want, and he's living in my house with his kids. And he says, uh, I said, let's just get it over with. <laughs> so we fight, right? And I actually got, what I, I, I've seen this fight a thousand times as people ask me. And I looked down at the end of it. When I knocked him down, I should have jumped on him. And the fight would have been... But the only thing, the bad part about that is now he's got 15 minutes in the other side over there. Because now it's going to be best of seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I let him up. And that's when he, he got out of his jersey. And then you have no chance. That was but, most of the worst. Yeah. yeah. But when you ask me the toughest guy, I, I will tell you that I think the most dangerous guy that I ever played against was Kosher. Yeah. Like, and people talk about Bobby all the time. And I, I don't take anything away from Bobby Prober because he was tough. Yeah. But it's hard-pressed to find a fight where he really hurt somebody. Whereas if you Google uh, Joe Koser or Dave Brown. Yeah, Brownie. And Twister. <laughs> it's not, you don't have to go very far to see where they hurt somebody. <laughs> fight two. Fight two on the YouTube like, show. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's like. Fucking Dave Brown's hands, boys. Are- and now there's a guy, too. Like, if he lost, he didn't sleep till he got you back. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. I mean, you got- He's looking at the schedule. He's like, chase her three weeks. Hey, dude, that's a fact. You know, Stu Grimson got him in his first game up. And uh, he, he didn't sleep. He got Stu so bad. Stu will tell you, it's the worst beating he's ever gotten in his life. He just caved in his face. They put screws and metal plates and everything, pulled his bone out. Jesus. And, I mean, Brownie didn't sleep till he got you. So if Joey hit you, I would say kosher, brown, twist, mix them up, pull out yeah. of the hat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, there, was, there were smaller guys that were, for me, I had trouble fighting the middle, mid-heavyweight guys. Talk. Wendell Talk was a killer. Wendell, like you get you get in with Wendell. He doesn't. He, he's not making it. You know, they don't sit around and go, "Geez, I wonder." He's not going to ask any questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're already he's going. You're in third place before you even know you're in one. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So fuck. He 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 was tough. I mean, there was a lot of guys like that. They 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 just went and it was unbelievable. Hey Chaser, I will say this: like 
you know, your era of when you guys, the guys you just mentioned yourself, and then through our era, and Brian McGrath and a guy I love, but they got so big and so tough that I was almost to the point where I was like, you guys are a separate thing from the game right now. Like, when you played, it was, you want to fuck around, let's You guys em. are fucking yeah, WWF like, wrestlers. Yeah, like, now yeah. these guys were getting so big and so strong, and now yeah. we know how the game is. But when you guys played, it was like, we play hard, we can play, and we chuck them. It wasn't like yeah. a show. It wasn't a show. It was about the protecting your guys. You know what drives me nuts is watching guys uh, pat each other on the back and shit after a fight. Yeah. I hate that. I, I People come to me and say, did you see so-and-so punch that guy when he was laying on the ice? You'd never do that. I'm like, Are you fucking right I do that. <laughs> I didn't want to... I want to give a guy a reminder. Oh, honest to God. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's the sense of fighting him? And you go, oh, that was great. And then the next time he comes back, he goes, oh, we're going to have, like, you know, you know, it's not, it's, it, it's not like I'm going to take off my white glove and slap you across the face and you slap me across the face. And then we're going to have a duel. Yeah. You know? What do they call it? Marcus of Queensbury or Kingsbury or whatever the fuck? Well, none of that shit. I mean, you fight. If you get a guy down and you give him another one, yeah, that's a reminder. Don't come back and don't yeah. don't do the shit you're doing. Don't fuck around. That's it. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure there's guys that did it to me when I was down. They're like, this little asshole, you know, like, and they used to call it the race for chase, right? It was Twister and I, and if they had a choice, they were yeah. fighting me, right? They was just like, oh, we got the race for chase tonight. I'm like, they come on to warm up and there'd be somebody yapping at him like, oh, you... I got it. <laughs> you don't want the big guy, you know? And Twister would chuckle, chuckle about it all. So we're actually doing a feature here uh, this Sunday. We, it's the first time him and I have done something together in a long time. And, and I love the man. Like, I mean, we're friends and close, but I guess we did an autograph session. But it's funny how the city of St. Louis takes to two guys that played the way we played treat us so well and we weren't very yeah. good yeah I, I, <laughs> I wanted to talk about that but they, too but no they just love us there like we're so yeah. for, we're so fortunate yeah, like yeah. seriously like but you, you know, guys yeah. both have done a lot for the community too yeah, it's not just the way you played now you've you've integrated your families into the community and, and you've done such yeah. a great job with let, that let me tag this question real quick yeah. as a guy who didn't play there and I know how much he loves it, Factor. Yeah. What, and we just had Waldon. What is it about St. Louis that makes you guys want to go back there and stay there? And, and what is it's, it, it's, it's a lot of intangibles. It's a lot of people taking care of you. You know how they say there's seven degrees of separation in life? There's one in St. Louis. Everyone's got a guy. Yeah. Yeah. You need yeah. a plumber? I got a guy. You know what I mean? You need a fridge? <laughs> you I got, got a guy. guy. Ah, you know, this guy's got a guy. Everyone's hey, got a guy. Hey, you're looking across at the guy in warm-ups like, you got a guy? You got a guy? Yeah. 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 And, then, and, then, and then, you know, like, we work with the police and fire department. So they're constantly checking on your families yeah. when you're out of town and yeah. making sure everything's good. They treat you with, you know, we treat them with a tremendous amount of respect, which in a lot of cities, you, they don't anymore. You know, you used to be shit scared of, your, of, your, of the police, your school teachers, and then your parents. And if the first two got a hold of your parents before you told them what yeah. happened, you're yeah. going to get an awful shit kicking when you got home, right? So that whole I sub. I survived the wooden spoon era yeah, yeah. and the belt. <laughs> mini hockey stick my dad the used mini to get me with. Stick. That one stung. The, the uh, extra cord on the phone. I got that <laughs> a couple swatter, times. I got fly swatter. Fly swatter. Time. Yeah. And you know what? <laughs> it, hurt, it, turned, hurt, it, it turned out okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and so like for me, you know, I, I think that's one of the reasons St. Louis treats us so damn well. The second reason is when you leave the game, you don't miss the game. You miss the guys. Totally. Okay. We and have the an road. alumni locker room too, there. Eh? I miss the road. Yeah. That's why we're on this fella tour right now. <laughs> well, here's the thing. <laughs> You're right, though, Chase. You miss the guys the yeah. most. Well, right. here's the thing. In St. Louis, we have an alumni locker room. Uh, have you been to the new one? I have not been in their new practice Okay, right so yet. we've no. always had alumni locker room. Yeah. But this thing is, I, I never dressed in a locker room this nice. I'm not kidding you. It's beautiful. It's got 40 stalls, oval shape. Nice tub. Guys, 
unreal hot tub, steam room, <laughs> sauna, lounge, just like this bar we're sitting in. I'm, our bar is every bit as big as that bar right there. Count, 100%. <laughs> Where do I sign up? I want to play for the Blues. Where do I sign up? Comes in, stocks our fridges. We, we, we have, we, we've got a, a cooking area and a lounge. And so, you know, guys can do business out of there. They can bring clients in, say, matted with pictures, thousands of old history pictures. The first bench that ever was in the old arena in 67 that the guys sat on is in there. Old jock straps, like, fucking yeah. <laughs> Well, no jock straps. <laughs> but I mean, Bobby Plager and Jimmy Roberts, when we opened it, it was nothing to come in in the morning and they'd yeah. be smoking cigars, having a coffee in the hot tub. Because yeah. You know, they just want to get out of the house. They want they want to have a purpose. Yeah. And they yeah. can come there. Purpose see, is a great word. Yeah. That, that's probably the hardest thing when we yeah. retire is yeah. a purpose. That transition is hard for guys because yeah. just think about it. Like I could look at a schedule shit in July and I could tell you where I was gonna be having dinner in February. Totally. I well Okay, I'm, uh, you know, or, or, or for other guys, who you be, <laughs> who you be, mountain, yeah. Car, Carmine, Carmines, you know, uh, in Chicago, yeah. Gibsons, yeah, we'll be at Gibsons yeah. that night for steak, yeah. you know, or, yeah. or, or wherever we were, you know, um, I knew in Calgary I was going to the Vintage Steakhouse for steak. I didn't care. I didn't give a shit if I was by myself at the bar. That's where I was going. Anybody, you want to go? And they yeah. go I know where you're going. I like that, Chase. I respect that. Boys, I'll be there if you want to join me. I'll be there. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is this is how it's going to work tonight. And so it was great. And 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 I think in St. Louis, you have all of that. You've got this synergy. We have uh, 52 guys um, and a support staff. Yeah. So just think about this now. Now you now our now when we do our Christmas party, I'd say half the people are there. We have two full benches of of probably four layers of people from players and their wives or or, or maybe widows down to great grandkids now. Yeah, it's great, great grandkids. Man. It's so cool. So so you're on the bench and there's I don't know, shit, 500 there could be a thousand in the community. Because yeah. of the 50-some yeah. guys and their families. Yeah. The plaguers are everywhere. Yeah, I know. You know? The Ramages, Rammers, all his kids have at least three kids. So, Rob and Don. I played their son, John, I think, right? Their son was John, a G-man? Yeah. John, yeah. Yeah, I played with him. Yeah. And just, so, so, you, so you see this, the, 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 yeah. the arms of the, of, of the uh, family of tree. Of the community. Yeah, yeah. the community. Yeah. And, and they're in everything. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Chase, I want to stick with alumni, like the NHL alumni. Glenn Heels yeah. is doing a good yeah, thing yeah. here. I know yeah, that's important to you, too. We've had Heels on the pod and as ex-guys. Yeah. I think it's starting to get some traction, right? The NHL alumni is starting to be a lot better for Heels us. Heels has done an unbelievable job yeah. for us. Um, you know, I know I was the vice chairman a, a couple of years, and I'm the chairman of the of it now. And just going through our, just going through, you know, the landscape of what we've built in five years is unbelievable. We went, you know, because we have 30-some players that are left that are still alive from the original six and that's it we lost a great Crazy. one the other yeah. day in Bobby Hall yeah, yeah. We, did. You know? yeah we did we sure so did so when you start to look at honoring the past what does that mean to you well you know we never would have made the money we made and the guys today wouldn't make the money they're making if it wasn't for Bobby Hall yeah Bobby Hall WHA right went to the yeah. WHA and signed a million dollar bonus and that's how everybody started getting paid yeah you know, it took them all out of collusion. When he jumped, all of a sudden, everybody was like, holy shit. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't know if kids now know what he did for them. That's a great point I, by you, by the way. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know if they know what Ted Lindsay stood for when he got a union. And then Bobby Hall ended up doing. And then Brett Hall got the next largest contract. And when we were playing, he scored 72 goals. He wanted $300,000 a year. 
from the Blues, and they said, we can't pay you that. Paul McClain's played 10 years, and you and him are right around the same amount of goals. I think Holly had 42 and Mac had 32. And we can't pay you more than we paid him. He's been in the league 10 years. <laughs> and at Christmas time, when he had to sit 32 goals, they're like, okay, we'll give you the 300. And Bob Gooden, I was doing his contract. He said, no, now it's five. And then they said, and then they came back to him after he had 50 and 50. And they said, okay, we, he goes, now five's changed. We're going to wait till the end of the year. And Chicago was going to sign him. And Hully ended up getting $1.2 million. He got a couple of golf memberships with it in St. Louis. A free beer. Beer is always free in St. <laughs> Louis. Yeah, bushes there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, so all of a sudden, and then Gretz had to be the highest paid player. And Mario had to be the same as him. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone says, well, Lindros changed the game. Bullshit. It was Brett Hall that changed the game. Brett yeah. Hall said, I'm not going to play. And he, they knew Chicago was going to sign him. And you can lose all the games all year. You can't lose to Chicago and St. Louis. Yeah. And I don't give a shit if it's the Cubs, the Cards, or it's the Blues. You do not lose to the Hawks. And they weren't going to lose Brett Hall to the Hawks. And that's why he got the one he got. Yeah. Honoring the pass yeah. is such a good word, Chaser. Steiner does it always. And I think it's because of you guys ingrained that in him. But kids need to know these monumental things that have happened in our game with guys who risk it all. Who've risked it to change the way, well, you know. the Well, you had the Kachuk the, boys. You had Clayton Keller. Um, you know, you got that that pack of got kids yeah. Brown he had was, you know, Logan Brown and Trent Frederick. And, yeah, I love and Trent that, Frederick. Yeah. 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 I love so, his team. So all of these kids, right, that played together, Brady Matthew, Cunning, um, you know, Luke Martin was there, Ty Farmer, all these kids that were just on that group that were unbelievable, okay? But the funny thing about it is, we had an alumni meeting, and I told Stas, uh, Steiner about it, and he called Stas, and the next thing you know, Stas, Jan, and P Paul are at the alumni meeting, and Steiner's at the alumni meeting, and Philip McRae's in the alumni meeting, and, and all these guys and their fathers had played, so they knew to yeah. be there, you know, because the Kachuks and the... So they come to the meeting, and they start hearing these stories, and they're looking at you like, what'd you say? Yeah, this guy, he, he, you know, he... He didn't. He never got a pension. Crazy. Oh, and this Johnny Bauer passes away, and he's in a hospital with other people in his room. Yeah. You know, other 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 people that are sick. How the fuck does that happen? How do we allow that to happen? Totally. Right. So how do we fix it? And then and the other thing is, I think anybody that's like you said, sense of purpose, and the hardest thing for you is the transition. If you if you don't if you don't change that culture and make guys understand. From a mental wellness standpoint, you're going to have problems, continual problems with guys in the league. And I don't give a shit if you have $70 million Total, yeah. or, or $72. Yeah. You, when you, because we can tell you the structure, we've always had structure since we were 13 or 14. And when it's taken away, and you don't have a sense of purpose anymore, it's hard to, how do I yeah. find something else? So, so what we're trying to do now is, is make sure we have the opportunity to have doctors and mental wellness for people. So that if they want to call the alumni and they say, hey, we're having a problem, or our kids having a problem, you know, we, we, you're part of the alumni family, so we're going to fix it. Yeah, that's and, great. Uh, that's what that's what we've got going now. Hey, you, you, you mentioned Bob Goodenow. I heard his name come up a couple times this, 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 uh, this weekend here at All-Star Weekend. And obviously there's some changes going on with the union, but maybe just talk about your experience through it with Bob. Because and, and, from what I heard... Pretty well-liked guy, right, back in the day? Or? Yeah, Bob was a tough customer. Yeah. He took on Gary. He made a lot of great changes. In, in, and, you know, and I think when Bob left, you know, there was some bitterness maybe with him. But I love the guy. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I also think there's, there, change is always good, too. 
yeah. because yeah. they made some the mistakes. NHL needs to know that. They, they, Change they made is some, good. Yeah, they made some mistakes, you know. Yeah. Players Association right now needed new leadership. And in my opinion, you know, it was time. Yeah. They're doing what they should a do. A 10-year run is a 10-year run. And 30 enough, years enough, enough. I don't think, I, I can tell you they've done some good things in the last couple collective bargaining agreements, and they've made some huge yeah. mistakes. Fucking huge mistakes. Yeah. What, right? what, what about what about Gary? What, do you think you know? I'll be we talking. He's been here for thirty years. Is it time for maybe a new young commissioner coming? In your opinion, or is that something you don't really concern well, here, with? I don't really think about. I know. Yeah. Let me just say this to you from an alumni association standpoint. For, from being in sitting in the chairman's chair, yeah. I don't think there's never been a time where Bill Daly's just said no. So him and Gary. It's like driving down an old dirt road back home. You already know where the fucking trees land and you know where the pothole is. And so these guys, shit doesn't surprise them, okay? Yeah, yeah. But on the flip side of it, too, they, they, you know, they they come to us and we say we have a problem. They're the first to recognize that the alumni are important. That's and good. so That's we're good. trying to get our foot in. I think Brad Marsh said we need to put our toe in the water with the current players. Because when you're playing, you just fucking play. You don't think about all of the yeah. things that go. You don't I collect the bargaining room. Okay, well, let's just get going here. I'm a hockey player. I want to play hockey. That's yeah. what you concern yourself with, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? Okay. But when you realize that, you know, the average career is two and a half years from when you sign and shit's over pretty quick and there's a transition and you're going to have some, some bad thoughts from a mental wellness standpoint because everybody goes through some kind of period of that. How do you stabilize that? And when they're paying attention and see some of these guys, and in St. Louis, it was, this is how it worked. Rick Wilson's 50 years old, dies of a heart attack, no insurance. Todd Ewan takes his own life. Todd had some some mental health issues, obviously, and some concussions, but also he had diabetes, and and his health insurance wasn't great because of the medication as well. So, and then Mark Reeds dies of cancer, and... The St. Louis Blues alumni have to fl- pay to have the body fl- flown back because the, the, the genius that owned Ottawa didn't t- take care of him, right? So at the end of the day, they march him in for every playoff game and have him do the big speech. But as soon as you're gone, you're forgotten. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. in St. Louis, a group of kids are sitting there while we're talking about it, real life shit that happened, and they're like, wow, this is going on. This could be my dad. Of course. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think Alex Steen doesn't think about this? Could be no, my he dad. He does. He yeah. takes it to heart. Or the Stasny boys don't take it for heart from where their father came from. Yeah. Sneak it out of Slovakia in the middle of the night with try, people trying to hunt them down. Fuck, they think about it. And they're yeah. smart guys. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah. Chase, we talk, we're talking about transition a lot. Like, you did a hell of a job when you stopped playing, right? Where you, you know, you did the discoveries. Like, how. How did you do? Were you working on that as your career was coming to an end? Like, was that something you were focused on? I know this is coming to an end. Or how did that work out? Because you've done well for yourself. After yeah, you know what? <laughs> they didn't want me to play anymore. <laughs> and I, I know went, the feeling. Yeah, and I and I had opportunities to play, and I didn't want to leave St. Louis. So Nancy Laurie got with the Jim Woodcock and and uh, Mark Sauer, who was the president, and said I said I wouldn't meddle in the hockey, but I'm going to tell you what's going to go on here from a business standpoint. And they, let, and they gave me an, a job with the team in broadcasting, and then they helped me get the job on ESPN right out of the game. So it was basically, it was easier transition for me because I left the game 
but I was still on the team charters. I was still, tra- you know, I had the same schedule. I just wasn't playing. I was doing the broadcasts. Yeah. I was it's working in the community. Team yeah. tape, by the way. It's even better, Chase. Yeah, yeah, wait a second. Fight You're going to pay me the same yeah, amount of money, go fight that guy. and I don't have to fight. Where do I sign up for that? No. And there was, a, there was a time in the summer where I regretted saying that I would do it. And Jim Woodcock was the vice president, and he took me in and just said, hey, you're getting an unbelievable opportunity. I called um, my agent. I said, listen, and he goes, man, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. So I called them back and asked them and said, listen, you know, there's a huge gap. Where am I going to make? I think Paul Holmgren had offered me a two-year deal at six fifty, and I said, where am I going to make, you know, a million three? And she, and Nancy, Mrs. Laurie called and said, if you are patient... You are going to be just fine. We'll help you get some other stuff. Radio station hired me. So I was doing some radio. Then I was doing TV and radio for the blues. And then I was doing some ESPN stuff. Cheers. So what happened was my buddy Jerry Johansson. Jerry Jerry's probably got nine guys. He's probably got nine guys in the all-star game. <laughs> I know he And does. he's down here. You know what kind of guy he is? He's watching Barrett Jackman's kid play on the weekend, too. I know. He had a tournament the best, the best, Look at that. Barrett still, still looks good, but it was 16. He's the best. He's the best. Still tell, handsome as ever. Yeah. yeah. Like if we only, if only we had hair like that. I know my I career would have been different. My career, my career would have been different. So, so do I. So I, I will tell you this: I tell Colby Armstrong this when he was coming out of the game, just hit singles, just yeah. keep hitting singles. That's great. Take, yeah. a, take take a little gig here and a little gig totally. here, and pretty soon you're the guy that got the gig and they need you when it's important. We could call him. Now we bring in the utility guy. Now you're doing the second round. Now you're doing the All Star game. Now you're doing this. That's hit singles advice. and they add up to a lot of runs. When I started doing this, Chaser, it was tough for me. The updog was still playing, you know, so then Loops was doing his things, and my two best boys were around. I was fucking 15-minute radio six, uh, gig on a Wednesday, 15 minutes. But like you said, say yes to this, say yes to that, say yes to that. Yeah. Next thing you know, it'll build up a little yeah, portfolio, yeah, yeah. and you just get more reps, and yeah, you get after it. it. And that's why I told the updog, we just got to keep doing this thing. If it's, only we can get on that charter, though, eh? Up oh, hey, fuck, folks. I love working on our charter <laughs> right By the way, yeah. him and Sudafed, which is now the best nickname Pear, I've heard in a long Pear, time. Yeah. They little, had their spot Sudafed. right in front of the card table. They had their little vodkas, and they come on the vodka Perriers. You might have got that from Gratz. I got. I gotta tell you. What, I gotta tell you. We have the, We had the greatest flight staff. They were awesome to us, and they were so. Kimmy, Kimmy's great. Oh, the whole group, of them, right? And so, we would get on the plane, and they had our our our, our seats, spangers of mine, covered with a blanket. They had pillows, big the big pillows. Oh, with their yeah. initials couple on them. Couple of vodkas. Yeah, couple of vodkas. <laughs> their initials on the pillows. Couple of vodkas set up. Couple, a bottle of Grey Goose, and two and two. Um, one thing of lemon, one thing of lime, because I had li- lemons. Panger had lime, and then, and and they had the soda water. And so, you know, management never got to see it because they didn't come back that far. But we were right between the players. That, and one, I remember. I remember guys getting on a plane going, what the fuck? That's <laughs> yeah. I, I go, try tipping them once they got, yeah, yeah, they got the chicken yeah, wings yeah. already laid yeah, out. We, we, we ate first. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. So at, at Christmas time, we'd go to Lululemon. We'd you know, grab a couple hundred dollars worth of gift certificates for each one of them. Smart. Take them out to dinner. Have a party. Give everybody, you know. And, and one of the guys that was, that was one of the flight crew on, on the thing, he said, he goes, you know, we, we were getting some grief earlier from the guys. And he goes, uh, and I said, you know, he, he made a comment, like, these guys take care of us. And it was right at Christmas time or whatever. So I thought about that for a second. I said, I got on the plane. I said to Steiner, how much you guys tip these guys at Christmas time? He goes, shit. You know, he was the most generous yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. giving guy there was on yeah. our team. He goes, you know, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I said, 
Well, why don't you go tell the guys where, you know, it's, they owe, they each owe 20 bucks. Pass the hat. Whatever. Pass the hat. Yeah. So I don't know what he... <laughs> No, they got a nice, they got a back. nice little yeah. Christmas bonus. Yeah. Oh yeah, and for all, sure. All of a sudden, everybody had to put in a hundred or something, right? So these, you know, this there was one guy and the three girls, and they, they, they were just crying. We're not, you know, and I was, I was howling. I go, holy shit, boys! Don't be afraid to throw it around a little bit. Yeah, you might yeah. get a chicken wing. All first. of a sudden, there's, the, there's, Jesus there's now two full bottles of grape juice yeah. on the next play. Yeah. <laughs> they were great. Jeez, yeah. so I want to ask you about uh, Ryan O'Reilly, a kid yeah. that made an impact on me. You know, he was 21 years old. I was in my sixth year. Knew something special about him. We all know what's happened there, but just the impact he's had in that city, the leader, and what you think of Fact Daddy. Well, I love him. I, yeah. I mean, like, his work ethic is second to none. He, and, he, and he's got such a sense of uh, pride, but, but like, internal fire that... Does you know, he remind he, you anyone, Chaser, with, with your thought here? Does he remind you anyone you played with I mean, back in the day? Like, he's got that old school to him, right? He's got the old school, but I think on the, from the on-ice perspective, he reminds me a lot of... Actually, he reminds me a lot of McInnes, the way his... You know, Steen was like that too. He reminded me that those two guys are a lot alike. They 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 care about the teammates. They understand this guy's yeah. wife is having trouble with a birth or yeah. like shit that's yeah not public. It's crazy so how Steener had so much on his plate that it, he organized all the time. It was wild. It would you, call, he would call me in the middle of the night. Yeah. Actually, he called me in the middle of the night one time. He goes, I got a problem. I go, what? He goes, well, there's a girl trying to get in one of the guy's windows right now and he's pretending he's not home. <laughs> oh, and yeah, they, I know and they don't want to call. Oh, no, I'm sure. That's for no, sure. Right? I'm sure. No, she was trying to get out. <laughs> <laughs> that banging you heard on the door and a girl at the door, she was trying to get out. I'll be not letting her leave. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, and so he calls me he goes I don't know I don't want even to find out I we don't want to call the police so I send a guy over and you know he comes down or whatever and he goes man and he starts telling me what was going he goes this guy's wife's having labor problems this guy's you know I'm dealing with this at home with my help trying to help my dad with We're something trying to find up and he, goes, and, I, and he goes and I got a chick crawling in a window in a guy's house and he's he doesn't want to call the police and I'm like I'm like why don't you just call the police he goes because I, I, I don't want to sell a kid out, no, but no, I, I, I think the, her father was in uh, Quincy there. Or not, is it Quincy? Where's yeah, the, Kyle, yeah. Where's the Mac? Uh, Marion. Marion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in, 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 um, in the golf club. Yeah, yeah, in the golf club, all right. <laughs> <laughs> major security prison. Mac security. And, she, and he didn't want to... He, he didn't want to... He didn't want to <laughs> call club, a right. on a guy. He thought fucking... The next call will be to someone else, right? Uh, and so... Uh, so I'm, I'm like, yeah. So I made a couple calls, and it was like, I go, I don't even know what the fuck my phone was doing on. It was like two in the morning, or I was probably out. One of the sitting in my chair. I know we carbs. I've heard a lot about that place. How is that here. place? I heard a lot. Yeah, of I got to go there. It's just a hang. It's just a hang. Yeah, it's just a great hang. I was there. I was back in St. Louis doing something about. Well, they did the Hall of Fame thing, and and Holly. Uh, says to me, are we, are we going to go have a beer at Obi Clark's? And I looked at him, he goes, and when Holly's the voice of reason, it's <laughs> yeah. just scary. He goes, you know what? We're not going there because you don't know how to get out of there. <laughs> when Holly's the voice of reason. And and Holly's the voice of reason. Boys, I'm telling you. He's a fucking beauty. I, he's he's, the, best. he's the best. I told this story uh, on, uh, on the air and I gave the, you know, uh, PG version uh, a couple days ago, but um, <clears throat> one night after a game, he, he says to me, he says, uh, 
you want to go out and have a couple? I'll ride with you. You want to have a couple? No, he goes, oh, you want to go out and have a couple? Yeah, he goes, okay, well, I'll meet up in the offices after the game. He would sneak out this side door, and he sometimes would get his wife to park his Q45 off to the side of the building and out the door. So he goes, okay, let's meet up there. So I come up in the offices. I, he thinks I'm going to bring my car around to there. He goes, where's your keys? I go, I don't have a car. I came with Shanahan. He goes, I don't have a car. He goes, you know him. Like, Jesus Christ. And he I came with Shanahan. I don't have a car. Bye. So he goes, goes in the office, comes out. I'm just sitting in this lobby area. Got a set of keys. Walk out in the parking lot, staff parking. Jump in Bob Barry's Jag. Away we go. Go downtown. Bars in St. Louis downtown. Close it at 2. We're not done. So we go across the east side. And we're at Pops. Okay, and now it's it's and it's a twenty four hour joint. Yeah. Oh, nice. So some of the clubs and some of the call them dancer clubs get off at four as last shift, and everybody. So like it's you got guys in suits and then you got the lowest form of life. Like everybody's conglomerated mixed on bag. mixed bag at pops, right? He's he's the MVP of the league, so everyone knows who he is. You're just in there managing traffic and laughing and having fun. We go to leave. He tosses me the keys per usual. And I am I walk over to, I get outside and I walk over to the car and I'm fiddle fucking around with the key. And I snap the key off in the door. <laughs> it's just about daylight. I snap a key off and I go, I broke the, great job, Mitzi. He's just giving it to me. And he goes, well, we might as well go back. I go, we got to get a locksmith. So we call all these, finally, yeah, Brett Hall needs a locksmith. We get a locksmith. Guy comes over, gets in the car, opens the door, pulls out the lock out of the door, has to take the quarter panel off, pulls the key out, makes a key. By then, Holly's holding court. He's got a couple cases of beer out in the parking lot, <laughs> and he's got all of the guys that say Pops Security and neon green Pops jackets, right? <laughs> They're everywhere. He's telling stories. Yeah. <laughs> you got the strippers, the, the guys in suits. You got It's a complete gong show of people hanging on every word he's saying. And I'm like, oh, my God. And he goes, all right, everyone, let's go have breakfast. <laughs> We're in our suits, right? We go to Eat Right down by the stadium. It's a diner as big as where we're sitting here, okay? So the people are just coming and he says, put it on the top. So pretty soon, <laughs> these poor people are just going crazy cooking, you know, breakfast or whatever. And we get in the car and we drive to the rink. He has now invited the entire crew to practice, okay? I mean, he doesn't give a shit. He's, he's, he's scoring goals like it's easy. And I, all I want to do is get from the front door of the locker room to the back to get in my underwear, Okay. Yeah, yeah. Got the suit on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just need to get to the you back. Gotta, you That's why you're a good trainer. Dude, yeah, he yeah, rolls yeah. in. Back yeah. then, there's one way. The trainers oh. are in the back, dude. It's not like now. There's yeah. not a, it's not two doors. There's yeah. no one emergency, way in, one there's way no emergency yeah, exit yeah, in this yeah, whole place. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Brentwood Ice Rink. So I Brentwood Ice Rink. I, I, I go through the I go through the dressing room. I kind of by the door. No coaches see me. I'm peeling my shit off. Just get it off and get it on there. And he walks in and he walks right into coach's office and throws the keys. He never asked Bob Barry for the cars, fellas. He fucking stole the Jag. Bob Barry's reported the Jag stolen, okay? They got the Jag. They got the Jag. It's stolen, and they got an APB out on the Jag. And he's yelling and screaming. And I think it just dawns on him at one point where he's screaming. And he fucking jumps up, and he runs into the where I'm changing. And he looks and goes, you. 
You're not fucking good enough to be hanging around with him. I will send you to the minors. And he's yelling at me. Holly goes, quit yelling at him. And he's yelling at me, yelling at me. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous about it, right? So I, I just get, I don't say a word to Bob Barry. He's pissed. I kid you not, fellas. I went out on the ice, and every security with a neon string jacket, every stripper, every degenerate gambler from the east side is on the fucking glass, pounding on the glass when I come up, and they can go three quarters away around the fucking practice rink, and I'm going, holy shit! Like I did every drill at practice from the same corner where the Zamboni was, where they couldn't bang on the glass. I, I was like. What the? F- it was it was unbelievable, and he couldn't give a. She goes, "Don't worry about it. You're my buddy. They're not doing anything to you." <laughs> that, that is, is all legendary. Time. Oh, oh, that was great, great Chaser, I could do yeah. this all day I, with I you, gotta, buddy. Yeah. I got I got one. T- yeah. I got to yeah. tell you about how great Red Hall was yeah. to me. Okay, yeah. and this is a true story. We had a little incident in Detroit, and he was bitching about ice time. So they said, "Well, we'll fix him. His best friend is Chase." We'll put him in the two spot. We'll play his start Shanahan's line on the right wing. We'll put Hully's line's next. Richie Sutter, Bobby Basson, and Dave Lowry, the, the Green Berets, they're going to be third. And then in the fourth spot, they got Nellie Emerson playing center. So they're like, fuck Chase. We'll put Hully back on the ice. We'll double shift him the entire game. We won't play Chase or let him bitch then. That's what they do. So end of the game... Uh, like 20 seconds left in the game they've scored their second empty netter we're out and he goes Chaser going out there and they got uh, Probert Crowder and Primo oh. the coach says you go out there Bob Barry says get out there and I said come on Bob I mean I haven't I haven't moved in two hours okay and he goes I go come on don't embarrass me and he goes and, and it wasn't like like I think I fought Bob nine times it wasn't like hey, yeah, I don't yeah. want to fucking fight with him it just I, it was embarrassing that totally. like to, to both to both me the team everyone if, if I, to the game and my and what Bob said he was trying to do was get me my game played because if you didn't get on the ice you didn't get credit for a game so he was trying to get me my game played and I or so you know so that was his story so I, I said no I'm not going out there and he goes what'd you say and he's yelling at me, and I said, you go out there. I watched you play when I grew up. You wouldn't go out there. <laughs> so I went in the locker room. <laughs> he came fucking down the hallway out in the game. Well, Shanahan fought with Probert. Or Quintel fought with Probert. Shanahan fought with Primo or Crowder. It doesn't matter. And I felt awful because I wasn't out there. Then they yeah. come in the room. So the game's taking longer. I'm half undressed. I got one skate on. Bob Barry comes right off the bench flying in the old Joe Lewis right by the door there and he's screaming and I've had I'm so angry but so emotional I throw my skate at him he does a U-turn and I go after him wow. and Shanny grabs me and basically tackles me so the next day skate at a guy <laughs> well a coach yeah, yeah. an assistant GM yeah. coach and I didn't have that. Like I, did, I wasn't. I didn't talk back to the coaches. I never said shit. If they yell at me, I was like, okay, well, fuck it. See, I'm in the NHL. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we get. We. I know I'm in tr- deep shit. Right. It's a trade <laughs> deadline. We have a day off. The trade deadline. And we're gonna. And we're. And it's beautiful in St. Louis. So we're gonna go to Algonquin golfing. Holly's like, come on, we're gonna go golfing. I go. I think I better hang. on. I, I just stop whining. You're not getting fucking traded. Come on. And I'm like. 
So we go play at the turn. Mr. Chase, you need to call Susie Matthew at the Blues office. I call Susie. Susie, what's up? She goes, you got to come down to the office. I go, did I get traded? She goes, you got to come to the office. I said, Susie, just, just tell me, did I get traded? She goes, yeah. I said, where did I get traded to? She goes, Montreal. I'm like, oh, okay. So I go out into the cart. And I go, I just got traded to Montreal. Bullshit. No, I did. He goes, get in the cart. They're not trading you. And I go, Holly, they traded me to Montreal. I'm fucking, you know, I got to go down to the office. He goes, you, you don't need to go in. They're not trading you. And I go, I, I said, I'm going down to the office. I'll, I'll come back and, or I'll send somebody to pick you up in my, my car. So I drive down to the office and I walk in and Ron Caron with that big, heavy French accent says, ah, you're lucky because I just talked to your guy and he told me that if you go to Montreal, he's going with you and we can't have that. <laughs> so, so he goes, fucking Holly, he, he goes, and we can't you, he goes, if you, he goes, you can't throw your fucking skate at the coaches. I don't know what you're doing. You're lucky because Serge Savard is my friend and I rescind the trade. But you're lucky and your buddy save you. And you're lucky because we can't have him going with you. And so I, I sit, I can't believe what's just happening that here. I get in my car, I drive back to Algonquin, and he goes, I told you. That is legendary. That's, that's the best. That. That's how yeah. I was treated by Holly. So he never, he appreciated Twister and I. He always gave us credit for shit. And, uh, and I said to him one time when, uh, when he won the car at the All-Star game, I said, you know, Gretzky gives his car to Semenko when he wins. He said, Gretzky won nine of them. You don't get my fucking car. <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Chaser, Chase, you're a beauty buddy. Thank you so much for doing uh, this. Boys, well, you're a legend, man. Yeah, I would love you, so you, man. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. All right.